Welcome to On Olive Oil, hosted by Curtis Cord, the publisher of Olive Oil Times, featuring 30-minute discussions with people throughout the world, sharing their unique perspectives on the ever-changing olive oil landscape. Today's guest is the Vice President of Marketing for Deolio, Fernando Herrera. We feel that the only way that the olive oil industry can improve and continue to thrive is in the context of quality. So if we have good quality for the consumer, it actually has this kind of great domino effect. Now, from New York City, here's Curtis Cord. If you look through the award winners of this year's New York International Olive Oil Competition that took place a few weeks ago, you'll see some producers our listeners know by now. Names like Italy's Domenica Fiore and Bramasol, Australia's Cobram Estate and Cape Shank, Spain's Dehesa de la Sabina and Oro del Desierto, Portugal's Gallo and Monterosa, or California's Frantoyo Grove, The Olive Press, and Enzo. These are the producers who have become nearly household names to those who seek out the cream of the crop, the best olive oils on earth. But there are also producers making their first appearance on the yearly listing of the top olive oils, and a few in particular that might surprise you. I'm talking about Bertoli and Carapelli. Deolio is the world's largest olive oil producer, and this year, three of its brands were awarded in New York. The companies Bertoli First Harvest and Carapelli First Harvest earned gold awards, and its Carapelli Limited Edition won a silver. Let's be honest, most of the time when we talk about the world's largest olive oil companies in the pages of Olive Oil Times, for example, it's not a story about nice fruity notes and award-winning flavor. Are these award-winning brands just a pet project by the giant multinational, or can it be yet another sign of the sea change in the industry that we've been waiting for? Here to talk about that is Fernando Herrera, the Vice President of Marketing for Deolio, who joins us today from Dallas. Good morning, Fernando. Good morning, Curtis. Thanks for having me. Congratulations to you and your team for these awards. Yes, we uh, couldn't be more excited. Uh, the team overseas uh, was ecstatic, so uh, we're, we're pretty proud. Yeah, let's talk about the element of surprise for a minute. Was your team surprised when three of your products were awarded by our international panel of judges alongside the products of of hundreds of smaller producers? Um, quite frankly, we weren't. Uh, we knew we had a very special blend of uh, olive oils when it became when it came to the first harvest on Carapelli and Bertoli. So we, we were pretty meticulous on finding these extremely special blends that were blended by our master blenders. Uh, so uh, quite frankly, it wasn't. Uh, we were pretty proud that we knew we were putting, uh, like we typically do, the best foot forward. Would you understand why some people have been bombarded by reports of the questionable quality of products put out there by some big producers over the years? Might have been surprised to see a Bertoli brand, for example, ranked among the best in the world? Yes, there's been some uh, negative press out there, and we take you know quality pretty seriously. In fact, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Pierluigi, and Pierluigi is our CEO, and he's the one who personally makes all of the buying decisions now. 
and um, to ensure that we have the best quality. So for us, uh, the surprise, hopefully it's not too much when it relates to Bertoli, because we feel that the only way that the olive oil industry can improve and continue to thrive is in the context of quality. So if we have good quality for the consumer, it actually has this kind of great domino effect. The consumer experiences a great product and the growers then are compelled to grow amazing, amazing olive oil. And if they're growing great olives, that means that they're making more money. So it actually helps everybody across across the chain. So, you know, one thing for me is um, I come from a coffee background, so I'm pretty familiar with the single ingredient product. And uh, the best way we were able to grow the category was always around quality and a commitment to quality. So for us, it's something that we're not walking away from. It's actually part of our kind of daily routine. Now, the oils awarded in the competition are clearly labeled limited edition and special edition. Yes. The Bertoli winner is First Harvest 2016-2017 exclusive limited edition. The Carapelli Gold Award winner is Carapelli 2016-2017 First Harvest, which is packaged in a beautiful bottle, by the way. These are not your core products. So these are special blends. And the reason why they're special blends is because we're pretty much limited uh, to Mother Nature. So while we're going around the world picking the best for Bertoli and Carbonell and Carapelli, there is this small lot that Pierluigi was able to find. So while we would love to have Bertoli, Carapelli, and these limited editions broad, you know, we're limited to what Mother Nature can give us. So we either, so we wanted to make sure that we at least bottled it and give access. So we still will be able to uh, provide access to these bottles. What we're doing is looking at some specialty retailers. And right now I'm not at liberty to share that information. Mm -hmm. But once we do, uh, which will be very soon, we will uh, let our consumers know where to find these. Yeah, I did a few Google searches for these brands, and I couldn't find uh, any places to buy them online. So how limited do you think these are? Uh, how, much of, how much of these batches, if you will, will you be making? So we're going to be doing a small run, and it would be in the thousands of bottles. Mm -hmm. So specialty retailers are the best fit. Um, a, they have the reach for the core consumer for this product, and B, it's a good fit for them as well. Um, it's a product that fits their premium uh, assortment. Hmm. And if we went out and found one of these brands in these specialty retailers, it would have the same award-winning taste as the winning uh, samples. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that's consistent with what we do with Bertoli and with Carbonell and with Carapelli. So for instance, one thing we like to say here in the office is that there are olive oils and then there's Bertoli olive oil. So uh, just the same process and the same care that we use for Bertoli, Carbonell, and Carapelli is what was used for these first harvest. In fact, it comes from the same master blender, the same facility. So uh, the difference is just the, the olive oil, and it's just a function of the limited supply that Mother Nature can give us. Mm. Let's talk about what this means. I don't think I've seen Bertoli or Carapelli among the winners at previous editions of the New York competition. So why now, in 2017, does your portfolio include for the first time, as far as I can see, these products of world-class quality. So we've had this shift uh, within here, Diolio, and um, this is, uh, by the way, a, a special day for me here and talking to you, Curtis. So thanks for giving me the time because it's my two-month anniversary here with Diolio, actually today, as a matter of fact. And part of this shift of new management is to focus on quality. So Pierre Luigi, who is our global CEO, 
has an extreme edict that goes all the way throughout the entire organization that is committed to high quality. So for me, to be perfectly honest with you, having been here uh, just two months, this is kind of normal. Uh, this uh, this award-winning product because of what I've observed of how we procure and then actually bottle our product. So it is a mandate, an edict, and it's part of our ethos, quite frankly, uh, that Diolio stands for quality because ultimately it helps uh, the entire olive oil world from the consumer all the way down to the grower. When was this shift, the beginning of that shift that you described? So we've had this shift for, goodness, I would say at least uh, for the last several years. Um, and definitely Luigi has taken it upon himself to procure all of the olive oils. That, um, his approach is to meet with the growers, understand the growers, and then create the relationships. So not only are we talking to the growers, but we're also talking to what we call the knowers. Uh, so Pierluigi is making all of these. Uh, he's personally making these decisions. And since he's come to the helm of Diolio, which I believe was from the middle of last year. Hmm. So maybe there was a meeting at some point when someone said, you know, of course we know how to make great olive oil and we should offer a limited range and show people we can do this too and capture some of that high-end market and get a lot of really good press for a change. Yes. I mean, and part of it really honestly is around our passion for olive oil. So uh, we probably, and, and again, this is off of two months of being here, maybe we were a little shy. And now uh, with the encouragement of Pierluigi, we have this um, these great blends. So it's, it's, um, it's something that we will continue to do. It's not going to be a one-off for us. It's going to be sort of par for the course. We'll be right back. On Olive Oil is produced by Olive Oil Times, the world's leading olive oil publication, and the International Culinary Center Olive Oil Program. Learn olive oil sensory assessment in New York. The Olive Oil Sommelier Certification Program offers comprehensive instruction in olive oil sensory assessment and olive oil events throughout the year. Sign up at oliveoilschool.org. What you've managed to do here is produce these limited editions of extra virgin olive oil that truly are extra virgin olive oil and will likely remain extra virgin throughout and even possibly beyond their shelf lives. You know, there's a lot of olive oil on the shelves that say they're extra virgin, but they aren't. They might have been at one time, but most big brands and mass market private label products probably won't stay extra virgin throughout their best buy period. They were marginal to begin with, and they degrade quickly. So if someone buys it midway through, chances are they're not really getting what they think they paid for. A lot of people will look at what you've done with these great examples of high-quality olive oil and think, that's fantastic. Okay, you can do this. Now let's call this extra virgin, because it still will be two years from now, and let's use the virgin category for the other stuff, the stuff that probably won't pass the chemical and taste tests for the extra virgin grade for the duration of its shelf life. Wouldn't that be better for everyone? Clearly, what would be best is, is that what the consumer is expecting to buy and what they're buying and what they actually receive are all consistent. Hmm. So for us uh, on Bertoli and Carbonell and Carapelli, what you'll notice is that we take the EV extremely seriously. So from the first drip to the last, the consumer's experiencing EV. And so what we've done ourselves personally is to ensure that we're able to protect the olive oil throughout the entire process. 
So for instance, on Carapelli, you'll see it's an extremely dark bottle. That's intentional, first of all. Um, and you were mentioning, by the way, that bottle. Isn't that nice? Very. It's beautiful. It's really, really nice. There's a, there's a, a lot of fun facts regarding that bottle that I could share with you later if you'd like. So number one is you could see that there's an extremely dark bottle on Carapelli. That is intentional to protect. And by the way, that bottle is available um, that style of bottle is available um, in traditional grocery. So that bottle is intentionally dark to protect the olive oil inside. Mm -hmm. And we could have gone lighter, but because of the consumption patterns in the U.S., since they're not as frequent as that of Europe, we knew that we needed to go darker, which is more expensive, in order to protect the EV. Same thing with Bertoli. So Bertoli's uh, green tint is intentional to save the integrity of the product. So we do that because we know what's going in there. And once the special input, which is the olive oil is in there, we want to make certain that it is protected throughout the entire process. So for us, we are fanatics about quality. We're going to stick to EV and do whatever it takes to protect it to be EV from the first pour to the last. Right. And for some of our readers who might not know, it's the UV light that can degrade olive oil quickly. And that's why you're saying that the dark bottles protect it from that. Correct. So for instance, let me give you another analogy. It's like coffee. Um, there's a perception in coffee that canned coffee is not good. And for the most part, quite frankly, that's probably true. However, as a protective barrier, it's actually the best in order to maintain the quality of the cup. UV light to oil is like oxygen to coffee. The minute that stuff gets in, it starts the staling process. And obviously, the more we expose it to that, the staling process continues. So for us, I always say for me now is the green bottle and the dark bottle is like the can to coffee. And it helps to use it quickly because oxygen isn't good for oil either. Correct. And that's what we'd like is to increase that consumption pattern. Um, we certainly would. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I think most of our listeners will agree that the olive oil business isn't easy. It's hard to make a buck. Deolio knows that firsthand, and that's why so many companies try to distinguish their brands in the marketplace in terms of, of quality to add value. Consumers are confused about olive oil. You're the largest olive oil producer in the world. How do you think we can add value? Uh, let's actually couple that uh, in terms of even what's Bertoli or Diolio's role in adding value sort of worldwide. And I would say even worldwide, let's say specifically here in North America, since we're the largest, we take that role extremely seriously. Um, they're not, there are a lot of small brands, like you were saying, Curtis. So those small brands don't have as much scale and ability to communicate to consumers, but we can. And we do that, and we will do that. So we're going to be launching a campaign um, called The Recipe is Simple, and that's going to be coming out um, in the fourth quarter of this year and then continue on for the subsequent years. And it's going to be all around what you were talking about, adding value. And the way we believe that we can add value to the category is by communicating to consumers the benefits of olive oil in all its different uses. So right now, we've got a lot of great tailwinds for olive oil. We've got a health trend. We've got, um, it's not as substitutable. So there's a lot of great tailwinds and trends that help us as a category. But what we need to do is there's still train and educate consumers around all the different uses. So right now, our goal and our mantra is how do we move it from just being a kind of tier two ingredient to being the main ingredient for an, an amazing dish. The recipe is simple for us is all around saying that using olive oil is not complicated. It is a great ingredient and it is 
your tier one premier ingredient. So educating consumers is first. Fortunately, there's a lot of great perceptions around olive oil, its health benefits, but there's still some ambiguity around how do I use this? So that's what we take as our job and what we'll be doing in the fourth quarter of this year, all the way straight through to the next coming years. That's interesting. And is that a big campaign for you? Is it you're putting a lot behind that? Yes, this will be the biggest investment that Diolio has ever made in consumer outreach. So we will be investing heavily across all of the brands. Most likely, most of it will be in Bertoli. And it will be all around building the category, growing the category in general, and uh, making sure that we educate our consumers. Fortunately, they're open to the education. There is not a lot of barriers. They want to hear. We just need to give them something to hear and to to hear um, and to listen to. So for instance, how how is it, how can we live beyond the salad? How can we live beyond the little drips? So how do we move it to a pour? But we have to give them a reason to believe and then also a reason how. There's enough pie out there for all of us. And we just, you know, we're going to get our fair share as well as we hope everybody else does. So there's no point in taking the category down. Um, we had that with coffee as well. So yes, we may not make a lot of money sometimes, but so long as the quality of the product is out there, we feel like long-term, we're going to be fine, if not more than fine. Yeah. An average American each year consumes around one liter of olive oil. I'm sure you know that. Yeah. We consume nearly 30 liters of soybean oil, which is not as good for us, for all of us as olive oil is. Are we going to see that campaign on uh, throughout all of the traditional channels and TV and everything like that? Yes. So we will be wherever our consumers are. So wherever they're consuming media, we're going to be in those relevant places. So to your point, if we think about what's the opportunity here in the United States, the challenge, while there are many, we'd like to look at them as opportunities. So for instance, if you think about the US is that number that you were talking about earlier, places us as number three in the world. Wow, that's pretty good. But when you look at how much we consume versus a Spain, mm. so we're number three, we consume one, Spain consumes 11 bottles per person per year. Now, is that going to happen overnight? Absolutely not. But if we think about the differences in behavior between Spain and us, Spain uses it for multiple things. So therefore, we're going to take a lot of those learnings as being a global company of what are those uses that would be relevant here in the US. So we'll be activating that across all the touch points. Uh, digital, of course, traditional print, um, all the all the the relevant media for our uh, consumers. You know, even if you look at the UK, which does not have a Mediterranean culture like Spain, even in the UK, the consumption per capita is nearly twice what it is here in the United States. So you don't necessarily need that Mediterranean heritage to eat more olive oil. Absolutely. You know, I mean, even with uh, not having a Mediterranean uh, diet like you were referring to, we're still number three in the world. So if we think about all of the great benefits and the fact that olive oil has a great perception in consumers' hearts and minds, we could not have a better time and place and platform to continue to communicate and to, and to start that communication even more. So they're open to the conversation what we need to do and we take very seriously is our responsibility to communicate to consumers the benefits of olive oil and all the reasons why you can use it just beyond the salad. And so apart from that campaign, the ingredient is simple, which I think is great, by the way. Three of your products were judged in the 
largest sensory analysis of olive oil ever conducted, and they were awarded two gold medals and a silver award by an international panel of experts. How do you think you'll convey that to your customers here in the U.S. and around the world? We will do some bragging, I'm not going to lie, <laughs> because we're pretty proud of these products. So we will leverage it in our communication. At the same time, what we're going to do is balance it with talking about uh, our traditional Bertoli and our traditional Carapelli and our traditional Carbonell, because that's going to be the one that's most available for our consumers. So we, we will definitely be talking about these awards, and uh, we can be prouder, but then at the same time, communicating how consumers can actually use olive oil and then find it in the grocery store with Bertoli. You don't see very much promotion for olive oil as a category. Exactly. And what you do see, unfortunately, it's very price-driven. Um, fortunately, versus any other oil in the category, olive oil is the one that's least sensitive to price. So that's a good thing. And the least sensitivity to price means that there's more loyalty. But it is very price-driven still. Definitely not like Europe, but it's a little more price-driven than obviously we'd like. But at the same time, no one's been really talking. We've done a little bit of talking, quite frankly, but not enough, especially given our size. We will, we will change that. If we are going to drive category growth, we can't be doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Uh, so we have to step change, and we will, and we will take the leadership position and really just drive it hard. And again, it's all about the quality because if the consumer is enjoying a great olive oil, then the grower is going to grow a great olive. That grower makes more money because he or she can charge more, and everybody benefits. Let's just say we don't play in the bad in, in, in quality that's just not up to par. One of the things that our readers know about are the recent financial troubles at Deolio. I don't know if you want to talk about that or if uh, how things are turning around or how you feel about the future of the company that you just joined. From a prospects perspective, let's just say... Um, Quite frankly, I've uh, I wouldn't have taken the position if I didn't think it was a long-term viable one. So, quite frankly, mm -hmm. and then number two, we've made some strategic decisions, and basically, it's a lot of internal mumbo jumbo or some internal kind of uh, in the weeds stuff, which relates to uh, restructuring charges. So all those restructuring charges, we've got them now off the books. And the reason why we did that is that we want to set up the company for the future. So now that we've got all those, and those charges are related around process improvement. So we got process improvement, systems improvement, quality improvements. So now we've got, a, we've got our house in order, even more so than we did before. And then now it's about, let's just keep going. So I couldn't be more excited to be here, to be honest with you. I think um, the trajectory of the organization is great. The We're in a category that is growing. It's a category where consumers are passionate about. So um, I, for me, like I've told my team, we, we should have a lot of fun. Um, it's it, The challenge is there, but if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Fernando Herrera is the Vice President of Marketing for Deolio. Fernando, thank you very much. This was interesting and I really enjoyed it. Thanks for taking the time, Curtis. On Olive Oil is produced by Olive Oil Times, the world's leading olive oil publication, and the International Culinary Center Olive Oil Program. Sign up at oliveoilschool.org.